The views and opinions expressed on this program aren't necessarily those of this station, but those of the sponsors, Armada Advisors. that we don't understand about investing today and uh, when it comes to that uh, you know you might not even speak the language so uh, but we're speaking the right language here on news radio 92.3 informative local dependable it's not mexican radio here this is all english baby and uh, i've got definitely a, a expert in the studio with me this morning i've got wesley odom uh, from armada advisors check them out uh, online at uh, what, what's the best website there, uh, uh, Mr. Odom? Uh, ArmadaAdvisors.com. That's easy enough. ArmadaAdvisors.com. Uh, you know, got a lot to talk about today. We've got a full hour with you here. I'm so excited. Thanks for joining us for the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3. I am your co-host for this hour, Jake Walker. Like I said, here with Wesley Odom from Armada Advisors. How you doing this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. It's nice right. to have a little bit of warm up today. Yes, exactly. Just a little bit, and then it's going to drop back down into the 20s, I think, this weekend. So, fun stuff. Yeah. 40-degree uh, shifts from day to day. you got to love that. <laughs> so, um, And speaking of shifting, uh, everybody's thinking about their finances right now because, you know, we've got tax season, and uh, everybody's looking at their investments and their deductions and whatnot. Um, uh, what, what have we got in store for 2024? What are you looking at right now? Well, uh, 2024 ought to be a good year. I mean, 82% of the time you have an election year. It's uh, The stock market's always positive. But, you know, I've been counseling people saying, uh, you know, last year, at the beginning of the year, I was saying, hey, it's going to be a great year. Uh, fortunately, it was a great year. Didn't know how high it was. No one ever does. Um, and, and that was based on the fact that in 1995, we had a really great year following 94 because 94 was an interest rate, multiple interest rate increases. And so we had multiple interest rate increases in 22. Therefore, you should have uh, a really strong rally the following year. We, of course, in 95, we had a rally of 34%. This year, we had a rally in 23 of 26%. So really, really good. Um, I know we're in the process of meeting with the clients right now. And depending on how aggressive they have been in the portfolios, um, uh, most of them are, are really killing it. I mean, you know, like uh, in excess of 30, actually. Um, so um, I feel good about that. Um, and anyway, but it's, it's all dependent upon what the person's goals and objectives are and uh, what they're willing to, uh, what they want to do. But I think this year, if I had to take a guess, I'd say, or not really a guess, I'd say based upon uh, just looking at different numbers on election years and where we are in the economy cycle, I think we're somewhere between an 8% and an 8 a 16%. So that's what I'm looking for, somewhere in that line. All right. Well, something, you know, a silver lining uh, among all of this uh, wackiness that's about to ensue with this with this race here. Um, if you have questions this morning, 437-1620, call or text us. It's a Pensacola expert panel. Um, I guess this morning, Wesley Odom from Armada Advisors. Check them out on uh, uh the best location is 610 North Spring Street? You know, actually, we moved. You moved. Uh, the, this weekend, this last weekend, we just moved to a larger facility. Uh, kind of, I'm glad you brought that up in North the sense of location. Mm. Yeah, we're now at 1800 Northeast Street, which is across from the old Baptist Hospital. I know um, Baptist moved, but actually we're moved into a facility that's a larger facility. It's, a, it's not multi-story like we had before where it was difficult for some of our clients to get in. Uh, now it's all one story, easy to access, handicap accessible, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So uh, it's a newer building. We were in like a 123-year-old building before, and now we're, we stepped into like, uh, I don't know when it was built, maybe the 1980s or something. I feel like it's brand new. Oh, that's great. 1800 North E Street. Go by and check them out. Armada. Uh, advisors.com. Um, does uh, You said the stock market usually does well in election years. Um, I, I'm hearing this thing about uh, in 2023, the S&P really jumped up. Um, and, and why do you think this is going on? Is it going to happen again this year? Uh, I think it will. I mean, S&P uh, will have a good year. It won't be a rock and roll year like last year was. Uh, but there's some, um, but you got to remember too, in the stock market, um, and a lot, a lot of people get fall into this trap. They, they invest on the, the hot dots. Um, and I see, I've seen this over and over again. Um, you know, 
you had uh, technology stocks, for example, on average last year were up 40%, and you had uh, communication stocks, um, you know, up over 30%, I think it was, and consumer cyclical stocks sometimes were up, you know, about that much. And some people think these, just because they these guys were up so much in one year, they're going to continue that that rhythm, you know. Mm. And, and you've got to look at... Um, in investing, it's kind of weird. You know, things do get out of a little bit ahead of themselves sometimes, and and that's why there is there are sales, and there are people who are saying, you know, it, that's kind of expensive. It, it's it's a uh, it's just like when you go shopping. You know, you you look for sales. At least I do. When you go out in right. the stores and whatnot, you're going to go buy certain things. You're going to say, you know what, uh, I I passed by that uh, bunch of dresses or whatever, and and our hats. I'm a hat guy. And, you know, it was it was X and now it's Y, it's, you know, 40 percent less or whatever, for whatever reason. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And, and then you go to it, maybe it might go into a thrift store and you might see something really similar, maybe. And you're like, it's really, really cheap. And you say, well, mm-hmm. it's so cheap. I, I couldn't even buy the materials and build that thing or make that thing. You know, that's a real bargain. So it's, it's just about of about shopping. And that's why the advantage of you go to somebody like myself who doesn't um, we don't look at people like pie charts. I know a lot of advisors mm-hmm. do that. They they, you walk through the door and you, uh, and they say, oh, well, you know, you need so much large cap growth and so much large cap value and small cap growth, small cap value. And, and you, you're like, you're like pie, tra- pie chart syndrome. And so when you say are. pie chart investing, you just mean they're, they're looking at it like an actual pie chart and just splitting it up among different uh, areas of the, the sector, right? Yeah. They'll just say like, okay, well, well, you need, you're, you know, you're 45, you're 50, you know, so you should be in this. Well, Really? Am I a pie chart or, or, or are you looking at deals for me? Are large cap growths really expensive right now? Or are they cheap? You know, I mean, Amazon, for example, we own a position in it. We've had a position for a long time. It was up 80.8% last year. Now our clients were very happy. I bet. You know, the, the Google alphabet position we have was up 58% last year. Our clients were very happy, Mm. you know, but you know, am I going to say to them, Hey, we're going to have another 80% year in, in 2024. No way. Yeah. We're going to have another 58%. No, no, I don't think we will. I think if Amazon, if I do the numbers right, you know, it might have a 20% year, which is still in excess of what I think the average will do. And so, you know, first thing is when you talk to a financial guy, you need to say and articulate, um, what's your goal? You know, if you're going to buy a car in six months, the, the, the time to invest is not right now to, to try to save up that money. I guess you need to invest, but you need to start saving, really, you know, for that car. Right. Um, I'd want, The weirdest story I had one time was a lady called me up and she said, uh, um, my, my, uh, I need to do college education funding for my kid. And I said, okay, um, how old's your kid? And, and she said, well, he, she just graduated from high school. <laughs> And I said, just graduated high school and you're wanting to plan for college like in the fall? Yeah, I need to talk about saving and investing. I said, no, ma'am. I said, it's too late now. I said, you need to go to Biloxi. And that's what I told her. I said, you know, you have better chances over there than right now. for right. what I, You know, I can't make a miracle. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a scratch. That's a ticket scratch right there if you want that. Yeah, so you can't you can't wait to the last minute. I know it's easy mm-hmm. to do. A lot of people, you know, put off saving for retirement. I see that all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's something you can't do. You've got to remember that um, it used to be that um, people said if you you and the company were putting in 10% at least of what, uh, you know, your, what you made a year mm. toward retirement, like if the company put in 3% match and you put in 7 uh, in your retirement account, then you'd have enough for retirement. Well, when the interest rates got so low um, last few years, they were saying, okay, now you need to go 15%. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. Now we have higher interest rates. So it'll be interesting as some of these thought gurus come out and say, oh, well, maybe we need to lower that. The bottom line is you need to save something. Right. And if you think Social Security is going to be there to bail you out, come on. How many people do we know on, quote, Social Security only? And they're not rocking and rolling. Mm-mm. No. It's barely making the grocery budget, I think, for most people. Yeah. And if that's, that. If that. And if they own their, if they're smart, have bought their house way back when, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they mm-hmm. own it free and clear. Right. You know, but, you know, living in Florida, you got property taxes increasing, you know, things like that. I mean, you know, expenses are going up. Um, so a, a good place to be in investing is the stock market. A lot of right. people say, oh, God, the stock market. But, you know, you again, it's what you're investing in. And that's what's important. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm your host, Jake Walker. I've got Wesley Odom in the studio this morning, the owner of Armada Advisors here in Pensacola, Florida. They have a new location, 1800 North E Street, a much better facility, 
Um, and, uh, you know, over 30 years in the business, they can help you manage your investments. And, you know, talking about, you know, you talked about hot dots and, and we're talking about stocks. I know on the last show, we talked about how NVIDIA was one of the best performing stocks of last year. Do you think that's that's going to happen again? Uh, are you seeing any indicators saying it's going to skyrocket again? Well, it's certainly up this year. Um, you know, again, it's, it's some of the feelings of chasing that hot dot a little bit. Last year, NVIDIA was up over 200%, believe it or not. Yeah. Our, our clients who had it um, were ecstatic. As a matter of fact, in the real, real estate, or not real estate, excuse me, in the, I remember on the radio show at the beginning of the year, someone asked me, you know, call in or, and said, what's the best stock you'd recommend this year? And I mm -hmm. said, NVIDIA, it's actually on the tape. You can look at it. Right. And I explained why it was and everything. And, and, uh, and I was right. By golly, it mm -hmm. was good, and uh, it, it did really, really well. I mean, this is a company that, granted, was into graphics cards, did some of the best out there, and they can transition into uh, in, chips, intelligent chip software that's extremely fast processing, mm -hmm. and um, and that's what people are excited about because with this, this these chips, they can actually perform functions that are so rapid that um, that it, it an AI it's, pr it's suitable for AI artificial artificial intelligence. Right. Uh, you talk about pie chart investing, uh, especially with stocks. You know, when you walk into Armada Advisors, you, you don't look at somebody and just put them in a category. You know, you're, you're looking at their whole picture, right? Financially. Right. Absolutely. You have to. Um, you have to. I mean, if you're any kind of, and we're a registered investment advisor, so we don't charge commissions. Uh, we work on, basically, on if we make you money, we make money. If, if right. we lose you money, we, we If you we do well, money. we do well. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, yes, you have to do that. And, and it's, uh, and, and some people come saying, you know, they, they want like, uh, I want, uh, like we did back in the eighties, you know, uh, uh, I want a 12% CD, um, and, uh, no risk and like, okay, well they don't, they haven't issues those since 1985. Um, so I can't get that, but, uh, let's talk about other ideas. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's about intelligent about what's available really. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's the key and, and what's, uh, and, and different strategies to employ. I mean, to me, what I found out really well is, if you um, you can pick some individual securities that are discounted, they look like really good sales. Mm -hmm. uh, empirically, you can do the math, and, and we do that in the office. We run uh, our, our when we look at a particular stock, for example, we'll look at the Benjamin Graham method, which is a the way that Warren Buffett analyzes a company. We'll look at that method to see if it's cheap. We'll also look at a relative valuation method, which is a similar method as if you were shopping for a a home in the neighborhood, you might say, I'm looking for a three, three bedroom, two bath home in this neighborhood. And you're going to look around to see all the three bedroom, two bath homes. You're going to look at different variables like, well, is it made of wood? Is it made of brick? Uh, does it have a new roof? Does it not have a new roof? You're looking at diff different variables to figure out relatively value. Is it cheaper than some of the others? You know, what, where is it, where's it fit in the continuum based on those 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 uh, that mindset you know like the variables that you're looking at we do the same thing with stocks and then they also will do a discount cash flow method uh which is um looking at like uh forward looking earnings like in thinking okay well it's traded at this level uh historically in this in this range let's look and try to do some projections as to see what it's going to go in the future and uh and that way you can actually form some some models and figure out okay this looks like a good good risk based upon where it was. And you can always, you know, you know, you can dial in the risk of any portfolio really, I think to some extent, mm -hmm. if you, if you just put people on pie charts, you really run the risk of, of uh, buying too high sometimes in certain sectors and your, your, your time horizon gets pushed out because you, the, the sector you bought was not really a good one to be in at that time. And it's not so much one, you know, one size fits all or one size doesn't fit all. It's just how the market moves and you have to do it in real time. You can't just set people and set it and forget it. That's true. Yeah, you do yeah. have to react to it. When, when people are looking at their overall investing, uh, especially when it comes to stocks, I know a lot of people watch their percentages. They think, well, you know, I've, I'm getting 8% back on this or I'm getting, you know, 10% back or something. Is there a, a percentage that somebody should aim for to where they know, okay, if I hit this percentage of returns on my investments in this area, I'm doing okay? Um, there is. I mean, you know, Fidelity, we, we deal with Fidelity. Uh, they're a custodian for, of our clients for the most part. I mean, I think 99% of our clients are with Fidelity. And we like them a lot because they're really big on the green line, which means that are you on the green line to retirement? And and uh, we have a tool in our, in our, our uh, computers that we utilize to figure out if people are on the green line or behind the green line or, you know, on the red line. You don't want to be on the red line right? because that's a bad situation, you know. 
So, you know, we, we use that quite frequently to figure out if, are we on top, are we in the zone for retirement and that goals that we set, you know, also we help, it helps analyze the, the expenses to people. You know, some people are spending, they don't not, not really sure how much they're expending. And then when they look at it, they go, God, I didn't realize I was spending that much in this category. And so maybe I need to reevaluate that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's absolutely critical to do that. And I think you have to, uh, um, you know, do that periodically, figure out if you're on track because there's, there's no particular one set of, uh, return that you have to do. I know one time that a while back, there was a lady who came in and she had a really sizable portfolio and it was all in CDs. And she said, do I really need to go in the stock market? And, and I said, you know, your, your, your time horizon, your risk level is such that you've got enough money. You could stay in the CD world and do okay. Hmm. And she was like, you really? I said, yeah, look at the numbers. And we did that. We did the green line kind of analysis. Yeah. And uh, we found it out really quickly. And right. so she was like, oh, my God, I thought you were going to tell me I had to go the the, the uh, stock market mm-hmm. exclusively. I said, no, you didn't. No, because of your expenses, because you you saved so much, you could stay on the, the, the projectory you're, we're doing right, right now. You know, the, the uh, all conservative stuff. So anyway, it's just, it, but you got to do the numbers. That's right. the bottom line. You got to mm-hmm. do the numbers. You got to figure out um, what the deal is. And, and her situation is so simple. It was like a consult uh uh, consult uh, fee she, and I didn't need to help her anymore. She was good to go. Mm. And and that's why we need you guys. Armada Advisors. Check them out online. ArmadaAdvisors.com Go by and see their new location at 1800 North E Street. If you've got questions this morning, we'll get them answered on the air. T- send us a text or give us a call 437-1620. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3. I do have a text to get to here. Uh, Michael wants to know, what is your opinion of the Dave Ramsey philosophy for investing? You know, he's uh, he always talks about diversifying your portfolio, doing growth and income, uh, growth stocks, aggressive growth stocks, and international. Uh, what, what What is your opinion on that? Well, I think that Dave Ramsey certainly has done a great job teaching people the importance of saving and offering different strategies that can be effective. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. So my hat goes off to Dave, and I do wear a hat. <laughs> you do. My wife asked me this morning, when did you start wearing a hat? And I said, oh, about 1999 every day. You know, I just always want to go out and wear a hat. Um, anyway, um, but I think that you got to look around to say, um, do if I need to go international, it doesn't make sense all the time for a certain thing. I'll give you an example. A lot of people said a while back, oh, you got to have exposure to China. Well, China has melted down in the last few years. Mm. I know one portfolio manager I, I, I like a lot, um, you know, he sold out every position he had in China like a year ago. Mm. And because he realized there were problems. I mean, they're, they're building, they've built these, these big buildings with nobody in them. They were like, imagine building a huge, a huge amount of buildings in the 1950s in Pensacola beach thinking, well, people are going to eventually come and you go out and we never do fill them up. And then all of a sudden now you, they've been out there for so long rotting because no one was using them. And, and now you're like, we need to tell these down because they're not even modern. We need to upgrade them. I mean, that's what's happening over there. They build these things and the whole economy is kind of messed up. So you got to look around and say, does it make sense for me to be in this international stock? Mm. And could I buy something in America that would make a lot more sense? You know, for example, um, there's one international stock we've owned for some clients uh, called Novo Nordisk for a while. And they're the largest producer of insulin in the world. And they're the one. They're the ones who came out with that, um, the drug, this real popular Ozempic that uh, mm-hmm. people with diabetes take, type two diabetes, and they can. Uh, it helps them lose weight. It helps them get back on track, and it's just wonderful. And now they've branched out and, and have an exclusive drug called Wigovi uh, that they use for just for uh, weight loss, mm. and and that's uh, really uh, revolutionized people to be able to. Uh, lose weight. I mean, they basically have these injections and it is like incredible. Uh, it helps their overall uh, wellness, like their cardiovascular risk goes down by 20%. I mean, there's just, there's a, a number of positives they're finding out. And these, these, uh, these, I think the things that, that are the drug that's involved in this, I believe is called GLP-1s or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I might be getting it wrong because I'm not a pharmacist or whatever, but you know, this particular drug has been around and used for 18 years. Mm. So they've had 18 years of studies for it, but they've kept on improving the way and the, uh, of this particular platform. And, and recently Eli Lilly, an American company has come out with a drug called, um, Manjaro, 
mm-hmm. which is their version of the diabetes 2 drug. And they've also come out with a weight loss version that's even more effective than the Novo Nordisk. Wow. So, you know, you got to ask yourself, okay, hey, um, should I invest in this international company still or would it be better to be invest in an American company? Well, if you buy the American company, you don't get taxed, uh, a foreign tax on mm-hmm. your dividends, but you do if you do own Novo Nordisk. You know, you got to ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't know that unless wouldn't you talk to your financial guy. You exactly. say, okay, what, what's the deal? Also, what's the valuation like? What's the growth? Which one has a better R&D platform right now? Mm-hmm. You know? So these are all, all these variables out there. And I think that what Dave Ramsey tries to do is he tries to do in a general, he speaks generally because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he wants to, because there's a lot of, you got to speak generally when you talk to a lot of people. And I'm trying to speak generally too, to some extent. Yes. But, um, you know, but he, he is a, a great platform. And I, and again, I, my hat goes off to him. Uh, but it's all about again. Eventually, it's all about you and what you're trying to accomplish, and uh, and I th- and, and the confidence and trust you you have in your financial guy. Right. And uh, if you want to chart a better course to your financial future in retirement, check out Armada Advisors. Uh, my guest this morning is Wesley Odom, the owner of Armada Advisors. Been in the business for over 30 years. Uh, a formal naval uh, formal naval officer. Thank you for your service. And I wanted to talk about this on the last show, but we only had 30 minutes on the last pass, and now we got an hour. So I want to talk about it. you're a Vanderbilt graduate, huh? Up Hoorah. in Nashville. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's that's my stomping grounds. That's where I come from. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And I want to get into you know you mentioned the uh, the the drugs for the weight loss and you know the healthcare piece. Uh, healthcare was one of the the worst performing sectors in 2023 do you see this uh, making a comeback do you think this is going to be better this year yes absolutely uh there was a uh, someone asked me that i in, de- in december what's the best uh sector probably to be in this coming year and i think probably healthcare will probably be the number one sector perhaps and mm-hmm. and um and i even came out and said there was one company in particular that i thought was probably going to go up the most and they said you really are you crazy i, I said yeah i really do think it is and it, it's a it's a, actually a, a Florida um, uh, medical marijuana company, and already year to date, it's oh. over, uh, year to date, it's up over thirty one percent. Wow! So I think I'm on the road on that one. Mm. <laughs> I, I've been a, I've been a big fan of this particular company. Well, that's good. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely, lots of money to be had. I think in that sector, uh, it's it's about to blow up. I think, um, and then there's uh, you know other you know other parts of that industry that are opening up that are the legal side of it. Mm-hmm. that I think are going to bring in, you know, tons of, of revenue as well. Um, we're going to, when we come back after the Fox break, we've got a break coming up here. Uh, let's talk about some AI and how that's going to, to factor into everything. I always love talking about artificial intelligence. And I think, especially with, uh, with your finances and how everything's automated nowadays, uh, this could really play a big role in your financial future. So I want to talk about that. If you have your questions, go ahead and send them in. Um, getting some great texts here. Thank you so much from, for everybody. Uh, Pensacola's expert panel right here on News Radio 923. If you have your questions, get them in 437 1620. Any New Year's resolutions that you're working on this month? Um, I want to uh, obviously increase business, mm-hmm, yeah, especially definitely. in a new location. I'm very excited about there. It's a bigger facility, and mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be able to be more effective, I think, there in helping clients. Um, also, um, what I want to do is uh, I'll try to just do what everyone wants to do, you know, keep in shape, uh, spend time with family, that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, normal things. Yeah. And if you want to get your financial life in shape, now is the time to do it. There's never a better time than right now to get on this. And that's something I also do uh, want to bring up after the break. Stay tuned after Fox News. Somebody like me who uh, is still in debt, I've still got consumer debt. I haven't even started to think about investing yet. I uh, just wanted to know, coming up after the break, maybe some tips for somebody like me that doesn't even have a dollar saved yet. Uh, you know, what what can I start thinking about? What can I start preparing to do? Uh, and uh, and we'll get into that. Uh, lots of, uh, of information to cover here. And, uh, you know, it's important. It's your money. It's your future. So uh, let's chart a better course this morning. I'm here with Armada Advisors. Let us know if you have any questions, 437-1620. And we'll be right back after the Fox News break. Coming up, we're going to talk about AI. And, uh, you know, if you haven't begun to invest yet, go with Armada Advisors and see what they have. They use Fidelity uh, for all of their clients' um, accounts and uh, seeing some great returns, some great results here. So we'll be right back after this. Thanks for joining us. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. 
Former President Trump's at his mother-in-law's funeral in Florida instead of his defamation trial in New York or on the campaign trail in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley is his closest competitor there with Ron DeSantis polling in single digits. Nikki Haley is counting on Democrats to think of that. She's damn well. They want to run against her. They're putting a lot of Democrats because they want. They don't want to run against me. New Hampshire's in five days. More U.S. missile strikes target Houthi rebels in Yemen for the fourth time in a week, aimed at stopping attacks on ships in the region. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. Tomahawk cruise missiles were fired from at least one warship in a submarine. Yemen is the third country where the Biden administration has launched strikes against Iran's proxy groups since Hamas launched its October 7th massacre. And before Yemen, there were strikes in Iraq and Syria. It's a mixed day at this point on Wall Street, but the Nasdaq's way up. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 931 at News Radio 92, 341 degrees. That temperature climbing this morning in Pensacola. A man that was charged in a fatal shooting at the Oakwood Terrace Apartments in 2022 is now out of jail. Murder and weapon possession charges against 27-year-old LaKendrick Holmes were dropped this week after a key witness in the case suddenly died. It happens in, in all types of cases, from misdemeanors all the way up, obviously, to serious cases like murders. That is defense attorney Jason Cromie. He talked with Channel 3 about this case and says prosecutors don't like to drop charges, but it happens when they have no other choice. A bench trial has now been scheduled to decide the ongoing dispute between Escambia County Commissioners and Escambia County Clerk of Court and Comptroller Pam Childers. According to the News Journal, that trial will be held February 26th through the 28th here in Escambia County. Since January of 2022, Childers has withheld payments to retirement accounts belonging to commissioners Stephen Barry, Lumen May, and Robert Bender, arguing that those payments amount to an illegal pay raise of over 58%. The county filed a lawsuit later that month. Since then, that case has been in a holding pattern. It's 9.32, and let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. We are going to start the day off on the chilly side as well as we go into the afternoon. We will be warming up into the upper 50s, low 60s for highs with a small chance of isolated light showers. As you go into the evening, isolated light showers will be possible. Temperatures will be dropping overnight into the 50s, not quite as cold as what we've had over the past couple of nights. As you go into your Friday, we are going to be seeing temperatures topping out in the 50s, but we will be cooling down once again as we go Friday night back into the 20s. Stay connected to Channel 3 News. First Morning Weather Team, down to the WEAR-TV Weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, we've got 41 in Pensacola, 38 in Gulf Breeze, 35 in Milton. Your next news at 10. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. The number of Americans who applied for unemployment benefits last week fell to its lowest level in more than a year signifying the labor market is going strong despite inflation and high interest rates. The Labor Department says there were 187,000 jobless claims for the week ending on January 13th. That is 16,000 less from the previous seven days. Netflix is set to report quarterly earnings on January 23rd, and advertising will dominate the narrative. The streaming giant's new advertising-supported service has already led Oppenheimer analysts to jack its target stock price up to $600 each and is betting on over $10 million in profit. Analysts believe this suggests that Netflix still has plenty of room for subscription growth in 2024. And on Wall Street, stocks are mixed. The Dow Industrials down 59. The S&P 500 up 15. And the Nasdaq up 130. That's your money now. And now with a step back in the archives of Pensacola News, here's John Appleyard. January the 18th, 1926, from the management suite at the Hotel San Carlos in downtown Pensacola. This is News Radio 1620. And now also on FM 92.3. Media personnel have just left a meeting here called by hotel manager and owner Walter Harbison, at which he provided details of the now completed additions to the hotel. The San Carlos, established by a local investor 16 years ago, was acquired by Harbison, a, a successful Defuniac Springs lumberman, in 1920. 
2020. Two years ago, he announced the expansion plan, which has made these differences. The overall hotel has been more than doubled in size, expanding north along Palafox Street and also to the west, and it remains the same seven stories in height. The original 150 guest rooms now has risen to 350, and there is space shelled in for another 300 rooms when conditions permit. On the second floor, a grand ballroom has been added, while two restaurants will open on the ground floor. This is John Appleyard for News Radio 1620. Do you want to stay up to date on the latest news, weather, and traffic, but don't have a radio nearby? Then you need to download our new app. With the News Radio Pensacola app, you can get text alerts for breaking news, severe weather, and traffic delays. Plus, customize your alerts so you only get the information you need. It's easy to sign up for text alerts. Just download our app, create an account, and select the alerts you want to receive. You can even change your settings at any time. So, what are you waiting for? Download the News Radio Pensacola app today and start getting text alerts. Twenty-five lighters on my dresser, yes sir. You know I got to get paid. Twenty-five lighters on my dresser, yes sir. You know I got to get paid. I got twenty-five lighters for my twenty-five folks. I got to get paid. ZZ Top here this morning on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I am your host, Jake Walker. So glad you are joining us this morning. My guest is Wesley Odom, the owner of Armada Advisors here in Pensacola, Florida. Check them out, 1800 Northeast Street in Pensacola. Also online, armadaadvisors.com. Send us your text questions, 437-1620. We're getting a bunch in here, so we better hurry before time runs out. Uh, we had a question over the break here. Uh, what are your thoughts on dual direction investments? Um, first of all, I don't know what those are, uh, but what are the pros and cons of uh, dual direction investment products? Uh, well, what it is, it's a, um, a structured product uh, that allows you to, let's say, put $100,000 in an annu- a certain type of an annuity, for example, and you could, you're limited, your upside is limited and your downside is limited. So you're, you're hoping that, that you get within a certain range. So um, it's more uh, predictable, I guess you could say. Um, uh, the negative about it is, or the, the, I guess the positive is it's real simple. You don't have to think. You just kind of put it in and, and uh, kind of hope and pray that it works. Um, the downside of it is that uh, it is expensive because the the annuity company creates their own index. And because they create their own index that they're using, they put in their own fees that you're really not sure exactly what they are. And some structured annuities, they don't even are not, not even, they don't have to give you a prospectus. I think it is. And some of them, it's, it's, um, some of them they do. It varies, I think, and how it's structured. But anyway, we don't do that in our mod advisors. Um, if we wanted to do a structured type product, you could, you know, in essence, what you'd be doing if you did it, the old-fashioned way, which is what the annuity company is doing, but they're putting some fees in, involved with it to make some extra money in there, uh, and they're mandating you keep it for like a six-year product or six-year term. What you could do is you could, if you did it like it with us, if you want to do something a similar strategy, you could literally just put the $100,000 in an account. You could buy, let's say, a portfolio of, of different stocks and at the same time sell covered calls, which is an option, I'm getting kind of confusing to some people, but you'd sell a contract basically to willing to sell your stock if it reached a certain point. Like in other words, if your hundred thousand went to one hundred and twenty thousand, you'd be willing to sell that stock. And then they the comp the option for selling that contract for writing the contract, uh, they would they they the 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 stock exchange would give you money, so you'd immediately pocket money in your and your your money and your account so you're like oh i made money i didn't do anything you just sell the rights to sell this portfolio at one hundred and twenty thousand dollars and then if you want to guard against the downside you could buy puts which is our downside protection saying okay well if it goes to 105 i want to get out and so i want to guarantee that it goes to 105 and what you're hoping is that the the contracts you sold for 120,000 i get out are, are those that you collected more premium, more more premiums for those contracts than you would by doing the puts 
to get out of the market. And hence, you, you're already above the, you're already making money on that. And then you're also hoping that the portfolio goes up. So mm-hmm. anyway, you could do the same thing. It would cost you less at, at Armada Advisors and you wouldn't have to wait six years. Right. But I, I mean, that's just me. Yeah. ArmadaAdvisors.com. Check them out. 437-1620. Send us your questions before it's too late. My guest is Wesley Odom, the owner of Armada Advisors. Somebody just texted in a few minutes ago. I want to get to this so I don't forget. Um, Your thoughts on covered call ETFs? They seem to be the rage, they say. Yeah, covered call ETFs work particularly well, uh, like um, when you have a a very disoriented market, you know, when it's it, it's kind of like a, there's a lot of movement up and down and whatnot. It's not a huge bull market. If you're a bull market, they don't do as well. I mean, they, they make okay, but they don't. you're getting called out of those investments. Mm. There are some companies that have a few ETFs like that. I'm thinking of one in particular. Um, uh, anyway, but, mm. but uh, yes, you could do that. Uh, I think that I would um, – that's again, it's, it's, it has to be in the appropriate market. This market right now for this year ought to be – you know, I wouldn't put my whole portfolio in something like that. I might want to put right. like uh, maybe ten percent, uh, or because it's this this type of year, the kind of year I think that would have been better for it would have been maybe a a um, two thousand twenty two, hmm. uh, perhaps. But uh, this year will be okay. Yeah. Well, we have some very informed listeners, very smart people here wanting uh, to get some questions in. So let me just keep rolling with the texts here. Uh, this, this listener seems to be kind of in, in my, uh, lane here. They have a, uh, just a $25,000 account, which to me sounds, you know, that's a lot, um, because I haven't saved $1 yet, but, uh, they have a $25,000 account and they're just asking what, what can you do with a smaller account like that? Well, again, it, it has to do with what your goals and objectives are. Is this mm-hmm. money that's going to be used to uh, buy a house in six months? Is this going to be used to buy a car in eight months? Uh, uh is this money just for, just for the rainy day fund that you need to rely upon if uh, something goes wrong. Um, if it's if it's for a longer term purpose, like okay, I just don't need it right now. If I need it, I can get to it, but I'd like to see it grow and maximize its wealth. I think what you could do is just ascertain, okay, well, what what degree of uh, volatility you want to accept, you know, um, and then say then that, that has to do with you know if it goes if you put twenty five thousand dollars down, it goes down to twenty four thousand eight hundred. Let's say, are you going to freak out? No. And some people say, oh, God, I, I can't manage that. Right. Then I say, okay, well, then that gives me an idea what company you're going to focus on. And then I think the other thing is, uh, I think you could say, okay, well, all right, what? let me tell you what's on sale right now. And when I say what's on sale, the whole market's always on sale. But you can say, <laughs> right. what's on, what's a, really a discount? And mm. you can talk about a discount strategy saying, okay, let's minimize risk. If you want to be in this game, um, let's let's minimize the risk the downside risk because we don't ultimately you don't want to lose people money that's the bottom line first thing my priority i don't want to lose your money right and the second thing is let's we'll talk about the risk is associated with a particular investment so let's say you buy a few individual stocks let's say we buy um a certain type of index type of mutual fund maybe mm-hmm. might be a strategy you know so you have individual securities and i think putting some individual securities in your portfolio that Buying at the right price can make a real big difference in your portfolio. Just like the person who bought Amazon, you know, last year, they're up 80.8%. Mm. That's a big difference in your life. Definitely. You know, buying the NVIDIA last year up 200%, big difference in your life. So that's what we try to do saying, hey, let's, let's, we can get some few uh, golden stars, mm-hmm. but you've got to buy them at the right price. If they're not in the right price that we want to buy them at and the risk is too high, we're not going to buy them. Because we can always things happen in the market. Bad things happen. You, there's opportunities that create themselves, and you can mm-hmm. you can get an opportunity at some point. Just like when you go shopping, you keep on passing that orange dress you want to buy, and then all of a sudden they put it on, uh, you know, clearance for whatever reason. For whatever reason, and you're like, I'm there, right? And that's what we do down our mod advisor. So we don't even invest everybody's portfolio in like one day. People think, oh, you can probably get it. Some people do like, oh, you're invested right now. No, we look for the sale. Mm. So it might be, you know. It depends on several weeks. It could be a month or two before you get fully invested because we want to make sure we don't, you know, I, I'd look at it as if it were my money, would I want to be buying high or would I want to be buying low? Right, exactly. And uh, if you want somebody to be hands-on and uh, not a set-it-forget-it solution, uh, check out Armada Advisors online, armadaadvisors.com. They've got a new facility, 1800 North E Street, Go by and talk to them. Um, we've talked about a lot already, but I, I wanted to, to before we get too far into this, uh, talk about AI a little bit because I know it's probably getting to where a lot of this 
you know, software is doing a lot of things, you know, automated and uh, it's not so much a personal touch anymore. Is that is that right? Am I, am I seeing that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the AI, we don't even, a lot of people don't realize that it's AI and it's mm-hmm. been AI for a while. For example, if mm. you go to uh, like um, Yahoo Finance and you notice that all these Yahoo Finance articles about these stocks are all kind of coming up all the time. Like, how do they write all these articles about these companies? Well, they aren't writing the articles. They haven't been writing the articles in a lot of cases on some of these these stocks. They're all pre-programmed. Mm. So that what they do is they say, you know, so-and-so's earnings are expected to come out soon. And, uh, you know, they might be coming up high or they might coming up low. Last quarter, they were low. And it's all pre-programmed. So they have these certain templates that have been and, – and you think like, oh, man, there's so much information on this corny weirdo stock out there that you look at and you're, for whatever reason you're like. And you're like, look at all the information on it. So many people are writing about it. Mm. It's all machines. I got gotcha. you. Okay. You got to be careful about that. Mm. So the hype could be fake. <laughs> it is. Fake hype. Oh, it is. I got gotcha. you. It is. It's just information to get you excited, and and uh, uh, and, and you got to be wary of that. you got to understand fundamentally nat- – what's the fundamental nature that's going to drive this particular company – into positive territory and it's not the the rumor mills although rumors do play into certain things but it's ultimately it's earnings uh, and and are they making money right uh do you see uh the the whole bitcoin craze and cryptocurrencies do you see that uh becoming more of a play this year do you think more people are going to add that as an option for their retirement i think that they will uh, much to my regret i'm Mm. not i've never been a big bitcoin person um and I know that recently, I think it was this this week or maybe it was last week. I forget which one, um, but the actually it was last week they came out with uh, the ability, excuse me, to do ETFs, uh, exchange traded funds on Bitcoin. I mean, really, really accurate ones. Before they had one that really didn't track Bitcoin. It was kind of a joke, um, and but now the SECs approved them, and there's like like twelve or so out there. Hmm. Uh, Fidelity has one. Um, uh, that's out there that actually has waived its fees up up until several months, um, and they're they're one of the lowest fees in the in the industry in their particular Bitcoin fund. But again, I'm not a real fi- favor of a uh, Bitcoin, uh, just because um, you know it is like uh, buying uh, make believe things, um, mm, right? You know, there's no there's no predictability. Right. And there's no, I mean, you could do technical analysis maybe, and that's about it. The the whole how it works with blockchain just kind of scares me, you know, to think that there's really nothing tangible there. And if those ones and zeros get altered, then what can you do? What recourse do you have? True. And, and when you do an ETF, like a, a, a Bitcoin, you got to make sure that um, you're doing it with an institution that guarantees that they're actually buying the Bitcoin mm. because, um, you know, there are some institutions that where they, all of a sudden, they've announced. Oh, you can research this stuff on the internet. How people stole the Bitcoin. Well, that doesn't sound too good. And if that's your ETF and you're you're with that kind of custodian uh, that doesn't back the Bitcoin, then you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I know Fidelity's has a really good ironclad. They actually custody a, a, and a trust fund with a specific bank, um, and and it's really it's very. They put a lot of measures in there. Uh, to make sure that this is not going to disappear. But again, I'm not trying to push Bitcoin. Right. I, I don't really like it. I think there's a lot better ways to invest and safer. Okay. I got a text here. Let us know if you have questions this morning, 437-1620. Uh, let us know if you have questions for Wesley Odom from Armada Advisors. I have a question here. I don't want to mess this up here. They said, has Qu- Quant, Q-U-A-N-T, how am I reading that? Quant, maybe. Quant uh, trading has that messed up the natural rhythm of supply and demand of the stock market. Well, quantitative plan, uh, quantitative investing has been around okay. uh, for a long time. Uh, ever since um, I started in the industry in 1992, there were people doing quantitative in, uh, investing, and what it is, it's it's basically uh, kind of index oriented uh, investing where you put in a certain uh, a range, for example, you might run, want to invest in an index, and for certain type companies, you're going to put in uh, uh, in your particular model, you're going to say, I'm going to buy 1.25, uh, t- uh, 20% more of this type of uh, fund or something, or a little bit percentage more than the other companies in the index because of a quantitative model that I've designed in this particular framework. And uh, has that, and it, so the question is, has it changed? I think it's, it's not changed dramatically in the sense that people are like, oh my gosh, because it's been there since the 1990s and we've let, let, dealt with it. Um, I think that it makes sense to do 
indexing is important. I, I do like the idea of some, indexing a portion of one's portfolio. Uh, and if you want to call that quantitative, you can call it that. There's different types of quantitative uh, structures. Or quant, like I called it. Well, no, it's not quant. <laughs> it's or quant, like quant quantitative, yeah. Should have put it together, and, quantitative. But you really have to um, gauge what your ultimate game is. And I think that ultimately I like buying some picks in the portfolio that are a discount, they're going to make meaningful increases over time. For example, there are companies that have outperformed the stock market in general over a period of time in a major, major way. And I think that's the kind of things, if you believe in, in the story behind these particular companies, you can actually do that and really enhance your, your, your rate of return in, incredibly. And that's what I think ultimately mm -hmm. it is. It's not, And that would not be quantitative analysis. To some extent, it would be making some uh, really researched opinions uh, and then also working with it, a model, but not all quant. Mm. All right. Charting a better course for your financial future, Armada Advisors. Check them out online at armadaadvisors.com. Uh, my guest this morning is Wesley Odom, the owner. Um, and uh, I, once again, thank you for your service. And I'm glad to have a Vanderbilt grad, somebody from Nashville here in the in the studio. We can always talk about that uh, when we're on the break here. But if you have questions, let us know. 437-1620. Uh, two things that are really big here, seems to be big here in this area, uh, especially just in Florida as a whole, is uh, real estate. And um, and we mentioned it earlier, marijuana. So um, <laughs> what, uh, what do you see in these two sectors, especially with real estate here in this area? Um, is it, uh, do you think the, uh, the real estate sector is going to burst, uh, because the average mortgage rate, you know, is, is pretty high right now. I know we've, we've had talks, uh, from it, for it coming down, the fed is going to bring it down, but, but, uh, do you see that, uh, do you see that bursting this year? I, uh, well, bursting as in, uh, what do you, definition of bursting like? Um, well, um, going up or blowing up, uh, just, uh, kind of blowing up and then, and then nobody wanting to, you know to take that rate so everything slows down oh well i think real estate in pensacola area has slowed down mm -hmm. um if you ask most people in the real estate industry if they're honest with you they'll say yeah it's slowed down i mean you can always um, refinance but i mean you know people might be sure, staying away sure. from it well you know before you had uh, a few years ago what the multiple out offers on on properties and the guy who was out of town who never seen the house and was willing to bid like crazy amount right, for it yeah. always won the bid i mean uh that that that's not happening anymore you know so that's a slowdown that we're experiencing we're not seeing that anymore so yes there is a slowdown is it a critical slowdown well um it's not critical in the sense because there's still is movement but the navy and the national real estate association i read recently realized that this is causing problems here so the higher interest rates is called are causing problems inflation in general is causing problems and i think that uh this hopefully will um uh, solve its, the problem itself by interest rates this year coming down a little bit. We've already seen uh, mortgage rates decline, and that's good for the real estate market. But I think we need um, the warming, the warmer weather coming into play and, the, uh, and also uh, an improving economy and people feeling a lot more settled uh, that uh, their, their paychecks are not going to be going to uh, crazy expenses they've been trying to do. And so they can actually do real estate transactions again. So I, I'm a believer that the real estate's not over in Florida. It's not over nationally. Um, you know, heck, we've already brought in how many millions of peoples into our country. Uh, granted, they're not all buying, you know, $500,000 houses yet, uh, much less $300,000 houses. But um, they, these folks need places to live, and that's going to put pressure on the real estate industry, which before this whole crisis ensued was already a um, already not building enough houses for everybody. So we have a national real estate problem in that regard. So in that regard, I think we're um, things going to get better uh, for the real estate market. I, I think that, and I think that this year we'll, we'll see a probably a better real estate uh, in general because last year, late last year, it, it got really crazy. The real estate stocks got just nutty, nutty cheap cheap prices and. We, we saw a rally in the fourth quarter, and I think that rally will continue in 2024. All right. We got a phone call if you want to go to it real quick. Um, Michael has a question about a stock, uh, I guess, a group of ladies that bought some stocks and did really well. He wanted to ask you about that. Hold on. Let me get that pulled in there. Michael, are you there with us? I'm here. They were called the Beardstown Ladies. I believe it was out of uh, Illinois. There's a group of ladies all over 70. And they decided that they were going to see what the stock market was all about. And it was just sitting around a table, you know, and uh, they apparently did very well. 
and uh, their philosophy was, well, we're going to buy stocks and companies that we use, that we frequent, for example, like Coca-Cola or McDonald's or what have you. And the second part of the question is, um, did you ever own any Enron stock? And please be truthful. And I'll hang up and listen for the answers. <laughs> right. Thank you. Michael, thank you so much for listening. Yes. Regrettably, in the uh, 1990s, I had some Enron. Yeah. And Enron, for those people who um, may recall, lied about their financials mm. majorly. Yeah. And um, and so it was crazy because they were um, – back then, the companies on Wall Street could um, – they would go to a brokerage firm and they would say, hey, we'd like uh, – we want you to, to issue – $500 million of these bonds or a billion dollars of these bonds, and we'll pay you to do it. Um, but you've got to give us a buy recommendation on our stock. And they'd say, well, uh, what, well, we really don't want to. But no, no, you, if you want to get the business, you got to do this. So these companies would do these kind of deals. And so um, I was, uh, back in the day, I was working for a Wall Street firm. And uh, uh, yes, they were touting Enron like crazy. I didn't put a huge amount of people in Enron. I didn't have that many people in Enron. Um, it seemed kind of confusing to me at the time, but I did have some. So answer your question. I, yeah, I, I, I got the scars, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's hard that, you know, back then, too, they didn't have um, a rule that the CEO had to sign off uh, in blood almost uh, that the financials were true. And uh, and so they've changed that after that. So now it's it's a lot more when they sign off of these financials these days, um, they're, they're actually – putting their head on the line, so to speak. And that, that wasn't the case back with Enron. That's why they were doing what they were doing. Um, yeah, and he mentioned the the Beardstown ladies. I'm doing some research here on this. It actually turns out uh, they wrote some books, the first one uh, being uh, the Common Sense Investment Guide, How We Beat the Stock Market. So they sure. sold a lot of these books and others. And then after it was all said and done, after an audit by PricewaterhouseCoopers, the club noted that it had made a computer formula error in calculating its returns. And its actual annual returns were 9.1%, which were below the S&P 500 index during the same time period. So they issued an apology and a disclaimer on all their books saying that you know, they, they were wrong, and uh, they but but by then we, they had already sold millions of books. So imagine, imagine that. Imagine, imagine that. Yeah, I didn't know about the Beardstown ladies. Thank you for letting us know about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, if you have other questions, get them in before it's too late. Four three seven sixteen twenty, or give us a call, and I'll just throw you right on the air like I did with Michael. <laughs> but thank you for listening today, Michael. Um, Armada Advisor. So why 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 Fidelity? Uh, you know, we hear a lot of names of companies out there. You've been in the business for 30 years. Why did you go with Fidelity? Well, Fidelity is really the largest record keeper in the United States and, and the world for that matter. They're the largest 401k provider. They, uh, you know, through them, we can do institutional pricing, which means that when I buy a mutual fund, let's say I can buy an institutional share class, which normally you would have to put a million dollars in mm. if you were an individual person. But I can do it by my relationship with Fidelity with, uh, you know, for a person who has the 25000 for example, he can buy right. institutional share classes he normally would have to put a million dollars in. So that's, that saves him money, ultimately. So what it allows you to do is you get a great institution that has a high, high regard reputation, tr tr very trustworthy, and um, also it's a low cost. So I'm dealing with a, a really low cost, and, and that I can pass those savings on to the client. So the bottom line is, you know, we people want a, a local advisor. They would like, generally would like one, and working with Fidelity is the best. You can work with Fidelity, a national known entity, using a local advisor. That's to me, that's the best thing you can do. And I wanted to, to do that. I want to go to the, a great location for my clients to be there for the long term. And a lot of people have come to me. It used to be where we used to be, and they say, "We really thank you. We love Fidelity." That's we awesome. love Armada Advisors, too. Yeah. ArmadaAdvisors.com. Check them out online. They have a brand new location, 1800 North E Street. My guest this morning has been Wesley Odom, the owner of Armada Advisors. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your service. And uh, and we'll see you next time. We'll be right back with more Pensacola Expert Panel.